Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. You bet it is. Green light on Premier Racing podcasting time. And I tell you what, uh, the podcast flying at the moment. Best bets are uh, just landing left, right and centre, which is, is always nice. Countdown's on for a, a big few days in Greyhound Racing. Uh, we're going to take a look in this podcast at the Thursday night Sandown Park meeting. We're going to break that down, try and find a few winners, which is what it's all about. Um, and then there's going to be a bonus episode out for the Horsham Cup, which is on Friday night. And as well as the Horsham Cup in that episode, it'll be the Horsham Cup Emerald Series uh, bonus episode with the sports bet Emeralds inaugural running on Sunday at Hillsville. So a bit of a jam-packed uh, bonus episode to be dropped a little bit later on in the week and then obviously the the normal Saturday night uh, one as well. So stay tuned for a big week in Greyhound Racing and a big week for the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Run of the week. Well, I tell you what, run of the week time. I, I love the story behind the Fullertons. Uh, elite Blazer winning race number five, the Horsham to Sandown final. They train out of Red Cliffs. It's a six-hour journey if you drive it direct each way to get to Sandown Park. So that is just an extraordinary effort. So well done to the Fullertons who took out that Horsham to Sandown Park final. Um, Latrell keeping, Cheeky Wink, they were they were my favourite races of the night because I tipped them and I was pretty keen on both of them and, and they both got home. But um, for me... Interestingly enough, I've made this Greyhound the uh, the run of the night, or at least spoke about him a few times, and he didn't win the other night, but I think he did enough to suggest to me that I'm on the right track with Hara's skipper heading toward the Sandown Cup in May. Here's Hara's skipper almost running down Kai Bale last Thursday night. And they're away. A touch slow, Bruce's Rusty. Good speed out from Hasco Bale. Bruce's Rusty tries to kick through, but Hasco Bale leads. Up the second was Kai Bale, really close and handy. Bruce's Rusty third. Behind them was Trevor's Gift fourth. Around it, Springview Noah on the rail. Then was Hara Skipper looking for inside runs and getting them. Then came Lady Lily Hook's got to loop the whole field. And last of all was Lakeview Geordie. They pack right up on the swing. Leader was Kai Bale. Checked Bruce's Rusty. Hustling through now was Hara Skipper. Kai Bale in front. Hara Skipper's trying to get it. Kai Bale needs the line and gets it. Kai Bale wins it over Hara Skipper. And yeah, Kai Bale just held off Hara Skipper, but he had a, a few runs I guess balked and closed in front of him a, a few times in the race, so Look, I just think he's he's going to be, I think, a front-running stayer over 700 metres. And if he's lobbing in the top three, I mean, he can hit the lead with a lap to go. I think he's definitely one to follow um, for that Sandown Cup. I've been saying it for a while. The other run that I thought was impressive was Great Guy taking out race number six for Rodney Oakley. He's a very, very good trainer. And this guy, Great Guy, is, is a pretty serious stayer on the up. He's got the pace. He's now got the strength. He's starting to, to look like a really good package. Thursday's preview. From what happened last week, let's get into Thursday night. Uh, Sandown Park, 12 races. First at 6.57, beginning with the maiden final. Uh, already a scratching of number eight, Pickled Piper. And that, uh, keep an eye on that litter too. Dundee Osprey, Jackie Shoshone for the, the Crawfords at Pearsdale. There's a few in there that are well, well above average. So keep a close eye on them. Race number one, I'm going with uh, number one, Goddess of Chaos. I think the run was solid um, on Sunday. Just kept making ground as the race progressed. Draws box number one. Um, could just get a, a decent run through from the draw. So I think race one, number one, in each way chance. Race two, uh, probably 
One of my better roughies of the night here, elusive fly number two. I thought the run at Geelong in the heat, this is the Geelong to Sandown final, was really good. Um, and I like here's Bruce as well off the inside, who worked to get a cross-pest management in that Geelong heat and was just ran down late by both elusive fly and also pest management, the eventual winner of the race. So I think here's Bruce will lead. If elusive fly can get up to second placing early, I can just see she's going to run a big race here. Uh, pest management, the key, drawn box five, does like to use plenty of the track. On then to race number three, and uh, we've got an interesting runner here, Rachel's Tears, by Goodsy Freaky Tears, has come down from New South Wales and, and won really impressively here on Sunday, 29.72. You've got Lakeview Alley, who's been hitting the line really well and was an eye-catching effort behind uh, Latrell keeping last week. And then you go down to the bottom, Serena Bell. I just can't see her getting across. I know that the watchdog's pretty keen on her, um, but I like Transponder. I just think this Greyhound's got an enormous amount of ability. And the reason I went through those inside dogs is I don't think they're breathtaking early. So if Transponder can begin evenly, he can muscle down the outside and be very hard to beat. Race four, I like number two, Bruce's Rusley. I think he's a, he's a pretty serious type on the up, this boy. And when he won four starts ago at Sandown, I was calling and he just exploded up the home straight past a, a Greyhound who had 700-metre form in a 600-metre race. So he's one worth following. Uh, internal affairs, we're going to catch up with Justin Bowman in just a moment moment to chat about this greyhound who was enormous to win uh, a sprint race at Sandown on Sunday. Well, race five, uh, Daryl Holmes, he's, he's been a bit deflated of late, uh, Daz. He's had no luck at all with El Dorado. He hasn't drawn well for a while. He gets to 600 metres for the second, now third time. First go at Sandown Park, 600, the 595, um, and he draws the red. So this is his chance to bounce back. I know Harris Skipper's in the race, but Oh, look, Eldorado, I think at 600, might have the measure of Hara Skipper, but if Hara Skipper gets a clean run, I think he can beat anything. So try and work that one out. I'm with Eldorado, but, yeah, close watch on Hara Skipper, and I'd just love to see him keep hitting the line because uh, the all-in bet, I think, is the go for uh, for the Sandown Cup. That was, that was my plan anyway. Uh, we'll soon find out if he gets there. Gamble responsibly, of course. Uh, there's no guarantees in Greyhound Racing. The next one, I'm with Great Guy. I just think might have the speed to cross from out wide in race number six. Race seven, I'm going with Sunnyside Zeus. Worked home nicely to win last time. Just not sure he's got the class to beat a few of these, but he has got the right draw. Race eight, I'm going Landon Bale. I think a forgive run in the Oz Cup last start. He's a better beginner than that, and he's got a hard railer in two, so I think he's going to get a nice run through. Obviously, Elite Alex, a really good win uh, last time at the Meadows. An outstanding win, I thought, on Saturday night. He's drawn box eight, though, which makes it hard. On then to race nine, I'm with five. Vaucluse Bale has terrific early speed, can come across and lead. Race number 10, well, I'm going to go trending Yale. Uh, everything sort of went right at the Meadows when tipped as the best bet of the night. I'm just not sure against this field. She's got the pace to hold her place, but she's definitely got the right draw. But there's some talent in this. Warfy, uh, Aussie rocks as well for for the Mitchell Kennel, a pretty promising type. So I'll go the one each way, but I think the price might end up being a little bit too short. On then to race 11, I like the two spring Gonzalez. Good win last time up at Bendigo. Worked through the field, hit the line well, draws nicely again. And the last race, number 12. I uh, thought this was an absolute raffle, to be honest. Not really sure what to go. Might have a little play on Lakeview Buff from the good draw. Hunters, punting club. The punters punting club, a little bit harder this week. Um, I felt like the last few weeks have been a little bit easier and the dogs have sort of just jumped off the page. But Elusive Fly is the one I like. Um, and I'll go $20 a win, $30 a place on race two, number two. I think speed maps into this. And um, if she's ever going to win a race like this, this is her chance. Inside Info. 
All right, let's get down to business. Inside info for headquarters Thursday night, Melbourne Greyhound Racing, and uh, a man who is just flying with his kennel at the moment. I went through the form guide, had a bit of a look, and I see this man who is in good form, as I say. He's got a greyhound that was enormous, I think, run of the day uh, to win on Sunday. I speak of internal affairs, and, and his trainer, Justin Bowman, who's been good enough to jump on the podcast for the first time. Justin, welcome, mate. How are you, mate? Going well, going well. Uh, I, I want to get to know you a little bit about uh, your involvement in the sport. You're a Gippsland trainer, having good success. Where, where did it all begin for you? Um, back home in Queensland, mate. Um, my pop actually had greyhounds and um, his brothers and sister and his dad had greyhounds. So I've sort of got the bug from there. And um, when I got old enough, yeah, had a crack myself. So it was something you grew up knowing that you wanted to do, being, being involved through family? Yeah, definitely. As soon as I could walk. Um, I wanted to be a dog trainer, so yeah. And and how long have you been training, mate? And and when was the move from from Queensland to Melbourne? Uh, back in two thousand and two, I think it was. We moved from Queensland to um, Victoria. Um, I didn't get my license until I was eighteen, so I've probably been in it for a good twenty years now in the actual sport. So yeah. And- and through those 20 years, mate, you've obviously had a couple of nice dogs and you've got a really good team progressing at the moment. What, what's been the highlight for you, mate, in the, in the first 20 years of training? Uh, probably just my first winner, mate. That was a big thrill. And, yeah, just yeah, meeting the people around, around the uh, racing tracks and that. Yeah, it's always good fun. And, and this, this dog you've got in Thursday night, the reason we've got you on the podcast to chat about internal affairs, what was it like on Sunday, mate, when he just picked them up and, and put them away the way that he did? You, you must have been sitting there behind the boxes, you know, just so so happy with the performance because he only went 5.28 to the first peg and yet he's still been able to reel off a, a 29.61. So if you break down the sections, he's hit the line like a jet. Yeah, definitely. He's always had the good ability, just his box manners is the problem with this fella. Um, and, yeah, he is fairly strong. So I was um, pretty excited when he um, used his brain and went up along the rail and, yeah, hit the front. And, yeah, I knew that was, he was home from there. And straight away, was the was the plan anyway to go 600 with him or was it just he was so impressive and so strong on Sunday that you've gone, well, I'll put him in a in a 600 in town on Thursday night? Was that the, 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 the thought, I guess, the thought process? Yeah, pretty much. With his box manners too, it gives him a bit more chance over the 595 to balance up and um, have a real crack at him uh, mid-race. So we'll see how we go. The other one you've got in, reserve, emergency, in a, in a good mix, four and five, uh, number nine, Targod Shirley. And even though she's only won four races out of 43, I think you've placed her really well. She's won 33,000 now. She's competitive and she's never too far away. And you go through her form, she's ran with the likes of Ariane Bale, um, great guy last time at Sandown when she was she was pretty solid in the fourth place. And she's just a, a nice, consistent little performer. Yeah, definitely, mate. She's um she's going along nicely. She just came back from a season, so uh, over the next few weeks, should really see her um back in good form, and and there we'll see how we go. And you're set up, mate. Training out of Kilmaney, which is just short of sale. If you're heading out uh, that way, what's uh, what's it like down there, mate? And how many are you working at the moment? Yeah, very windy at the moment down in Gippsland, <laughs> but um yeah, I got. I've got 20 kennels, and they're all full at the moment. I've only got, uh, was it about eight race dogs at the moment? The rest are all pre-trainers, and, yeah, I've got a good uh, 20-odd dogs um, in the yards, rearing up for different people. So, yeah, keeps me busy anyway. Yeah, it would do. It would do. Uh, and for you, what's your favourite track that you race at? 
Um, sail, mate, when yeah. it's up and going. Yeah, definitely sail. I was, was going to say, mate, a lot of those Gippsland trainers that live that way just, just absolutely love sail. And I, I feel like from the outside, look, obviously not being a local, there, there seems to be, it's a little bit like where we race at Hillsville. We, we train the, the dogs on the track effectively. They do a lot of preparation, a lot of trialling there, so you get that advantage. And I assume it's a little bit similar for, for local trainers down at sail because it's very, very hard to beat a local trainer when they've got a local dog in down at sail back in the day. Yeah, 100%, mate, definitely. And and you excited about the uh, the revamp down there to make the uh, the track obviously better for for the future? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, mate. And mate, the dream. What's the what's the dream for Justin Bowman? Is it to to win a Melbourne Cup or Phoenix or what 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 goals have you set I guess for the next few years in Greyhound racing? Um, yeah, the dream is always to win a big race, feature race. Um, but just for me just to keep chipping away with the dogs, mate. I just love uh, racing and the animals, so um, I'm just excited that I can actually do this um, for a full-time job. Hopefully many more years to come. Fingers crossed, mate. Well, uh, good luck on Thursday night. It's been great to have a chat and learn about your 20 years in the sport, mate. And I, as I said just a moment ago, I feel like you've got a really strong kennel at the moment. Probably, look, from my opinion, you're the, the strongest kennel I think that you've had as, as a whole with the likes of Targod Shirley, Internal Affairs and a few others. So good luck with everything, mate, moving forward. We wish you well. And thanks for coming on as well. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Don't forget, it's a big week. Stay tuned. It was a shorter episode, but we're looking forward to Friday's Horsham Cup and Sunday's Emerald at Hillsville. There'll be the bonus episode with those two races blended together, as well as the Emerald Consolation. We'll break those down and try and find the winners for those three particular races. And then, obviously, the Saturday night episode not too far away. So, good luck, safe travelling, happy punning, and let's get elusive fly home as the best bet of the night at headquarters at a pretty generous each-way price.